What's up, guys? It's Liza. And I'm Cammy, and we are back for another episode of Laugh It's Funny. That's right. Today we're going to be talking about movies. So our favorite movies, um, our favorite funny movies, favorite scary movies, favorite new movies. Musicals. Kind of like, yeah, all because around the gamut. I have to. Right? So there's a ton of good stuff out there. Yes, there um, is. What's the first one you want to go with? I don't know. Are we jumping in already? I think so. I mean, I'm down to clown. I think we should do recent movie last. Okay, sure. Just so if there's any spoilers, right. people can like head out. Let's start yeah. light then. Okay, childhood movie. Okay, favorite childhood movie. Uh, you want to go first? I Okay, let me just preface all of this by saying I am a woman of muchness and therefore I have a very hard time picking um, a number one anything in any category. So I'm going to probably talk about more than one. <laughs> That's but fine. we'll swap off because I don't want to be the only sage on the stage, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, so when I think of childhood movies, the first movie that comes to mind is The Little Mermaid. Oh. Because it, first of all, I think it might contribute to my slight hoarding habits because mm. of all the things that she kept in her little den. Or like your love for dinglehoppers. Exactly. As an adult. I brush my hair all the freaking time. Thanks, oh, okay. Ariel. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I don't know. It was just so magical to me. And I, I don't know. I really love the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, you know, I think that's amazing, Ariel. I wanted her hair so bad. Mm-hmm. And I wanted the dress that she wore after she got her legs. And then I sometimes secretly even to this day still kind of want to be ursula just a little bit (laughs) i could see you for the drama of ursula yes i feel like i slip into ursula mode every Mm -hmm. now and then in my classroom or with the instagram filter with like the purple eyeshadow i'm like listen live your life i can i appreciated the rebelliousness of ariel yes you know like she was the one daughter out of all the other ones who was late to choir practice that that would probably be me yes but okay, I can dig it. I like that. I love it. Um, one of my earliest like favorite movies, and whenever I think of favorite childhood movies, I think what movie did I watch on repeat? Yes. And for a while, my sister and I went through a Grease phase. Oh my god! <laughs> How did I forget Grease? <laughs> like we know all the lines to Grease. I know all of the choreography and to Grease. How did we? How did this happen? You know what I mean? Like, if I look back at my, on my parents, which I love my parents, but yeah. I would have never guessed that either of my parents were Grease fans. So I don't know how my sister and I got a hold of a copy of Grease. But what cracks me up the most is she and I know, like, all the lines to it. And yes, so, indeed. As a kid, you would say those lines to each other, like, jokingly. Yes. I didn't understand how many, like, sexual undertones Same. are in Greece until probably, like, six years ago. I and know. I happened to be watching it with my brother-in-law's mom one afternoon. And as it was on, I found myself getting so embarrassed for all the sexual yes. references. And not all of them were, like, You're indirect. Like John Travolta, calm down. Right. Like, at one point, <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, Knicky is in the car yes. with um, God, Rizzo. With Rizzo. Yes. And the other boys try to jump in the car, and she tells them, Get out. What do you think this is? A gangbang? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I used to say that to my sister. Like, she would come in my room, and I'd be like, uh, Get out of my room. What do you think this is? A gangbang? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and whenever I realized this, oh you know, six years ago, I remember asking my sister, I was like, dude, do you remember how we used to tell each other, like, what do you think this is, a gangbang? <laughs> Looking back, I, I knew all the words to all the songs, and I would always be really confused when he was singing Grease Lightning. Yeah. When he said, getting lots of tit, I was like, 
that must be a carburetor part or a filter or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm like, uh, sir, I think yes. my tit needs to be replaced. <laughs> Can I just get a quick tit change with the oil change? Is that like an extra $5? It's fine. Just whatever. My dad's paying for it. <laughs> oh my I need my tires rotated. Also, rotate the tits. Thank you. <laughs> I need my tits shine, please. <laughs> Dude, you go all the way to the co-op to get your tits done? Go to Walmart. Get the pit crew. <laughs> Thanks, Grease. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. And this is why women get taken advantage of I, at the car, at the auto shop. Because of songs like Grease Lightning. I walk in like, listen, I've seen Grease. You're not going to play me today, sir. Okay? I know exactly what a tit change costs. <laughs> Okay, so in other childhood movies, um, I would say that Annie was another fave. Oh. I I have to be probably one of the most annoying kids in all, of all time, not only because of how hyper I was. I'm sure we'll do an episode about that, but I sang Tomorrow all mm. the damn time. Yeah, to the I point that. Our local theater had auditions for kids mm-hmm. to to sing when they were, I don't know, you had to be like seven or eight, I think, to audition. And I bawled my eyes Aww. out because I wanted to be Wendy in their production of mm-hmm. Peter Pan. And I would just walk around singing, tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> I love you. Uh, we have home videos. All you can see are my tonsils. Like, it's, it wasn't even good form. It wasn't good. I mean, I had good pitch, you know. Yeah. But it was obnoxious as hell. That is so funny. But I loved Annie. I knew all the words. Well, that just reminds everything. me of, like, um, come through the, Tim Curry. Okay. <laughs> those those home videos of you singing. We've got home videos of me singing, but to show you, like, the differences in our personalities. Yes. I had a towel wrapped around my head because <laughs> I, I was singing Erica Badu walking around the house. Just going on and on. <laughs> what was I singing about? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. even know. But... I love me some Erica Badu. Well, another of my favorite childhood movies was Selena. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anything for Selena. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One of my students who I love very dearly, he's graduating this year, when they were freshmen, they said, Can you please, please play? Dreaming of You. Oh, stop. I can't listen to it without tearing up. He sat there and cried at his desk, staring at the girl that he would one day date on and off like a soap opera throughout his, you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. And I was just like, is this, is this what high schoolers do? Like they're crying to a vintage 90s song. I fully support it. And I'm making a mental note to myself right now to walk past that student this week and sing that song. Cause I'm dreaming. I love Selena. you tonight. I loved it all. I love the music, the outfits. I loved when her mom teaches her how to do the washing machine dance. Yes. And when her dad got mad at her for wearing a bustier. Oh. She just wanted to be up with the times. Abraham, damn. damn. My dad's mad at me for wearing a bustier. No shit. My dad got so mad at me the first time I wore a tube top that whenever I went to go kiss him goodbye, he turned his head. Would, you- <laughs> <laughs> Would not let my Jezebel lips kiss his cheek. 
when you wear something other than a Band-Aid, Tammy, then I will recognize you oh, and your man. more tasteful fashion choices. I mean, I thought I had leveled it well because it was with jeans, so I thought, you know, like sure. party up top, church on the Full bottom. Full coverage on the bottom. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. But dad wants church head to toe. The first Lesson time learned. I came home in capri pants, my dad was like, did you pay full price for these? I said yes. He's like, where's the rest of them? Like dad they joke. stop at the knee. I'm like, oh Southern dad god. joke. Oh my god. I love it. Classic. Anyways. All right. Is are you good on childhood? I'm good on childhood. I mean, I have tons of others, but Wizard of Oz was another really great one. Oh, that shit creeped me out. Really? Yes. I very love much creepy so. things. Maybe that's why I love it so much. Well, as a child, also I was weird about stuff that looked old because it made me sad. Because <laughs> I'm serious. I would just think Did like old people make you sad. Everything made me sad as a child that looked old, like Aww. old houses, old TV shows, old music, because I couldn't help but to think these people were young in their time Aww. and now they're old and they had no idea they were going to end up old like they are right now. And it would just depress me. <laughs> so which characters did you think were old? The one, Like the Scarecrow, the Tin Men? Um, no, lion? it was, it was the or aesthetics. The it was the aesthetics of oh. the... Just how like oh like holistically it looked older. The aesthetic was old, right? The whole movie, right? It was like vintage. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. That's it. That's so. a very interesting thing. Yeah, it's a curse for sure. Some there's something there. It's just hypersensitivity. That's okay. it. So all right, it's so fine. We self medicate no now. Rain for it's all good. Right. Got it. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind when I'm posting Instagram photos. All right. So favorite comedy. Okay. So, one of them is really... Both of them are stupid. What am I kidding? Um, Nacho Libre is one of my favorites. So, and my husband and I joke about this all the time. People, normal couples, Mm -hmm. have songs that are theirs. Mm -hmm. We don't have a song. We have a movie, Movie. and it is Nacho Libre because we talk like Nacho Libre all the time. To each other. To each other. Like, it's (laughs) so funny. Like, we'll go yell at each other and be like... Go read some books. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I ever have just like a salad? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and the first time I then a lot of these movies I vividly remember seeing in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it with my mom and my dad and my poor mother sat between my dad and I and we are like hee-haw, shoulder shaking, laughter mm-hmm. kind of people. Mm-hmm. She got it was like she was on a bumper car ride cuz she was just getting knocked back and forth through the whole mm-hmm. movie. But in the scene where <laughs> The guy, it's at the beginning of the movie when the guy, like, eats the refried beans mm-hmm. and it comes out of his nose. Like, we laugh so hard we about peed our pants because it's just so funny. <laughs> and your mom was just sitting there? My mom was like, straight chilling. come here? I actually remember when I saw that movie in theaters because one of my favorite high school teachers, I was really close with her family, mm-hmm. and she has a son who at the time was like maybe nine years old, eight or nine. And he kind of had a crush on me and I was like 17 and it was this running joke that he had a crush. And so it, that movie came up one day and, um, he was like, will you take me to go see it? And I said, yeah, sure. And then I realized I had to like follow through. I couldn't be a jerk. So I asked the teacher, this all sounds so strange, but I swear we're like, yes, I felt like I was for adopted kid. Yeah. That wouldn't, that wouldn't have been weird. Right. And so I said, Hey, you know, Know, is it fine if I take him to go see this movie? She was like, yeah. So we went, this is like probably the most elaborate date I've ever been on. We went and played, mind you, because I planned it. Yes. We went and played <laughs> putt-putt 
and then went and got ice cream and then went and watched Nacho Libre. And that kid laughed his ass off. And yeah. he just had a great time. It's the funniest. And it's, even now, he's like, yes. I mean, he's, I guess, like eight years younger than me. No, probably like he's, five years he's younger. mid-20s. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Even now when we see each other, like we joke about yeah. it. Like, dude, remember Nacho Libre? Yes, like, never forget. All the time. That was our moment. I believe in science. <laughs> There, there was an element of like preciousness to it. It was so funny. <laughs> Sometimes you wear stretchy pants in your room. <laughs> Get that corn out of my face! But that guy had. I well, will sit here and quote the whole thing. Sorry. What? Why is his name escaping me? Which well, one? Jack Black. Jack Black had like yeah. that was a part of like a Jack Black era oh, for a while. Yes, and you know? he makes another appearance in one of my <clears throat> other favorite movies. Oh, okay, as well. gotcha. Um, but my other, what was your favorite comedy? Sorry, Super Bad. Oh my Hands god, down. how did I forget Super about Super Bad? Always, I feel yes. like that was all of us in high school. Like, if yeah. you really want to know what we were like Except in high for school, no drink. I didn't drink in high school. Yeah, I didn't either. But I still feel like all of I their didn't jokes. Either. Uh, <laughs> they said I did. Fuck in that movie, like. A lot, like yeah. a lot, a lot. I saw a, re- a recent interview with Emma Stone, and she was mm-hmm. like, "That is the most obscene movie I've done to date." Well, I also, well, <laughs> I saw something in the. I think it was like in the in the aftermath of the movie, whatever mm-hmm. that stuff. All the extras mm-hmm. at the end. Um, <clears throat> one of the the guy who plays McLovin yes. wasn't eighteen at the time. No, so when they drew all those pictures of penises, McLovin could not be on set. Like he couldn't be in the shot because it was considered child showing pornography. child pornography. Oh my god! So they would have to take him off the scene and then do those shots and then bring him back in oh to, just to keep it legal. That's but crazy! I know. I just remember going to see it with some friends from college and we died laughing the entire time and even now like in the classroom i'll make a reference to it and nobody knows what i'm talking about i'm just like get out of here you guys go home educate yourselves oh my god but i feel like if we were hill is classic yeah so is michael Sarah. yes but i feel like if you were to kind of pinpoint a time to represent like our Youth, humor. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's definitely our yes. generation's humor. Totally. For sure. Like, this awkward, obscene. Yes. Like, just so bad. Yeah, it's, shocking. It's so but I love it. I love when it Michael all. Sarah's in that room with all those people that are going to kick his ass and he starts singing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's not even good. I loved the beginning when they are in the car and they're going back and forth <laughs> trying to figure out what would be the best porn company to start following because it's going to charge their mom's debit card so they're trying to choose the, the title that sounds that, most legit he's like the best 10 that could be anything that could be anything just get it the best 10 uh i love oh it God. but i was big i mean i think judd apatow just he's produced brilliant. it yeah i don't think he actually directed it but i feel like any of those comedies from that group just mm-hmm. nailed it for me over and over again i could watch Same. them forever like knocked Great. up was really big for oh me oh my god yes i love that that scene where they are on the way to her <laughs> to her ultrasound and they get into a fight yeah and she's like super irritable because she's so pregnant yes and um they stop the car and she's like just get, get out. out he's like what get, get out, out get out of the fucking car, car! <laughs> 
just like I feel like I've wanted to say that out loud to my husband, but I haven't Dude, had the guts to. When she's like, I've sacrificed everything. I've sacrificed my youth. I've sacrificed my vagina. Yes. I'm gonna have to get vaginal reconstruction surgery. And he's like, You want me to pay for vaginal reconstruction surgery? I'll pay for it. She's like, You can't pay for shit. You can't even pay for spaghetti. <laughs> That is the first movie my husband and I watched when we bought a house. <laughs> like, that's, I, I remember that. That's I so funny. It. Or the first time she sees her gynecologist yes. and he looks, he's like looking dead at her vagina and he goes, huh, you do look a lot like your sister. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yes, I remember that. So, so good. Love it. Um, my other favorite comedy is so on the opposite end of the that humor, <laughs> but it's She's the Man. Yeah, that was really good. I watch it all the time. If I need a feel-good, ridiculous, like, this is so stupid, it's a funny movie. Yeah. It's She's the Man with Amanda Bynes, Jonathan Sadowski, who I love to pieces. He's in Young and Hungry on um, Freeform. I guess that's what they call it now. But it's on um, Netflix as well. If you haven't watched Young and Hungry, I would highly recommend it. I have not. But um, Channing Tatum, a very young Channing Tatum. Uh, I forgot about that. And it's... I'm I'm trying to remember what Shakespeare play it's made off of. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's... The plot is this girl has a twin brother. Her brother is a musician, so he's off like recording in another country, but he has to start this new school. And he said, I've got to go, but mom and dad can't know. So you have to pose as, or like call the school and tell them I'm not coming until whenever. Well, she gets cut from the soccer team and the other school is their like rival. So she goes and pretends to be her brother, Mm -hmm. tries out for the soccer team and gets on it. And it's, it's not the importance of being earnest. Is it? Um, I'm trying to think. I really don't know. I mean, there is that switch in the importance of being earnest. Twelfth night. Oh, okay. Is. There we go. So, anyways, but Amanda Bynes pretending to be a boy is so hilarious to me because it's like, what's up, brother? Rose? <laughs> Brethren? <laughs> what do I call them? And then they find the tampons in her, in her bag, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I get bloody noses all the time, man. Just stick it right up there. It absorbs right up. And they're like, bah! It's so funny. (laughs) But then, of course, she falls in love with Channing Tatum. There's, like, this big love triangle. It's very Shakespearean, but it's Mm. a feel-good movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. It's a good one. All right. What do we have up next? Well, let's do scary ones. All right. All right. Favorite scary movie? Okay. So... Whenever I think of favorite scary movie, it's hard for me to pick a favorite because I don't truly enjoy scary movies anymore. Like I did when I was younger, but now that I'm older and a little more in touch with my mortality, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't enjoy them that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, it's hard to say a favorite because I would never want to watch these movies over again. But <clears throat> the scariest movie that I've ever seen in my life is this movie called The Last Horror Movie. And I almost feel guilty even telling other people about it. <laughs> but here's what happened. I've never heard of it, and I'm interested. When I was in high school, we had Hollywood Video, right? That was oh, the, my That gosh. was the jam. That was epic. You go to Hollywood Video. Yes. You pick out your movie. You were an extra badass if your parents put you on their account and said that you could rent R-rated movies because then you didn't need them with you. Yep. So, anyway, I was in there with my cousin, and we're like, let's go get a scary movie. So, we're browsing, 
And I have this habit of I'm wanting to find like the most obscure, scary movie I could find. And so I see this movie and it just says the last horror movie. And the premise is that there's um, the serial killer in England, I think. And he hires this guy to film him while he goes around and kills people. So oh my it's, God. it's shot as like a documentary, like live action documentary. So we take it home and we start watching it, right? So it, obviously it's incredibly brutal. But what I remember most is there's this scene where he breaks into this couple's house and he puts the husband into a chair and the wife into a chair and they're facing each other. And he puts the camera on the wife. And he kills the husband. So you can hear him stabbing the husband, and you only see the wife's reaction. Oh, my God. Then he flips the camera on the wife and... No, on the husband and kills the wife. (gasps) Then he flips the camera on himself. So now he's broken that extra wall, and he's looking dead at the audience, (gasps) speaking to, to us, you know. And he says, I know you think I'm a monster because I am killing people all willy nilly. He said, but why are you watching this? Ah! And he was like, I didn't even put the camera on what I was still, what I was doing. And you continued watching, even though you knew good and well, I was murdering these people. You continued watching for one reason only. And it's because you wanted to see what I was doing. So what makes you any better than me? Because you wanted the same thing. The only difference is I actually did it. But in your mind, you're capable of the same thing. So that fucked me up. Oh my God. Yes. And that's how he spoke the whole way through. Well, then at the very end of the film, he says something like, um, you know, don't think that you're so innocent. He, again, addresses the audience, and he's like, don't think that you're so innocent. Don't think that all of this was by happenstance. Like, he said, for example, what made you rent this movie? Let me guess. Were you in a rental place tonight? And then it shows <gasps> you it shows you all these clips of surveillance video footage in different like Hollywood video, Blockbuster, whatever. And it shows people walking up to this movie in different locations and they all pick it up, look on the back, look on the front and shrug and take it to the front to go rent it just like I had that night before. Oh my God. And he was like, so he ends the movie by saying, I could be anywhere right now. (gasps) I could be in your closet. I could be in your window. I could be watching you right now because I was definitely watching you when you rented this earlier. Shut up. Yes. And when it ended, me and my cousin argued over who had to turn the TV off. Like no one wanted to like go up and touch the DVD player because we were so scared. Like no one wanted to move. We were like stiff. That was hands down the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, damn. I know. Both of mine feel like child's play. It's well, well, not that, not funny, not Chucky. No, um, it's dumb and stupid. I love scary movies. I love them. I am fascinated by them. I'm not so fascinated by like the slasher gore things, mm-hmm. um, but I always like the weird shit. You know. Yeah. Um. So. The Skeleton Key is oh, by far God. one of my favorite. That is so good. Like creepy, um, outlandish type of th- psychological yeah. thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not aware of this movie, it's amazing. It's got Kate Hudson in it. She's the main character, and it's taken place in Louisiana. And she's like a a hospice nurse of sorts. Um, and so she gets this interview at this antebellum mansion in the in the middle of nowhere outside of New Orleans. And it's for this this woman whose husband has had like a stroke. Well, 
as the movie progresses, you come to find out that he might not have had a stroke and he's under some type of curse. Um, and it's it blew my mind when mm-hmm. I saw that movie. Like, and, and anything that has to do with like voodoo or hoodoo yes. scares the shit out yes. of me. So because if if you're unaware of the hoodoo stuff, um, it's not the same as voodoo. No, it's like it, it only works if you believe it. If you it. believe it, yes. And so that it was a very <clears throat> very interesting. That movie. is a good one. I love to watch that movie. Um, and then my other fave would be. A classic paranormal activity. Yeah. I vividly remember seeing this movie. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> because I was in upstate New York with one of my dear friends. Mm-hmm. Her husband was overseas at the time and they were staying at Fort Drum. Mm-hmm. Um, in a hundred year old house, by the way. And it was not in a big metropolitan area. But we went to see the movie with some of her husband's friends that were not um, overseas and some of their wives. And... Um, we were locked in the entire time on the screen to mm-hmm. this storyline, which was batshit crazy. And the movie ends, and I'm so scared. All I can do is laugh like an idiot. Yeah. And I just sit there. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> like, I couldn't cry. I couldn't I couldn't do anything but laugh. Yeah. And I get we get back to the house that night, and... I am staying downstairs in like a parlor area mm-hmm. on an air mattress, which was pretty comfortable. Her bedroom was upstairs though, in like what used to be the attic. Well, this old house, it was like redone. Oh, it was okay. it was really nice. They had a really nice house. But again, it was very, very old. And I remember laying there and hearing the air vents because it was an old school air vent and they had like the metal slats in there Mm -hmm. that would just hang unless you directed them one way or the other to block or like free up the vent to have the air come through and they would i would just listen and they would clang like in another part of the house and then they would clang like right next to me and i called my friend on the phone i said you better make room because I'm about to run and fucking jump into your bed. And I did. I sprinted across her house and I'm sure that the distance between the top of the stairs and her bed (laughs) was like seven feet. But honey, I was in the Olympics long jump with that shit. I jumped (laughs) from the stairs to the bed and I slept like a baby the rest of the night. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't start off in her bed. No, like, I thought, well, I'm a good girl. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bad bitch. I can handle this. <laughs> no, nah, I would have been right I in her bed. I remember so. going to see that movie um, when it came out. It came out while I was in college in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was in that program. And so there were, I think, like 40 people in our program. And all my closest girlfriends weren't able to go that night for some reason or another. So I was there with like six guys. And two of these guys were from New York. One of them... His name, this is his nickname, Nikki Nuns. Stop it. I'm not even lying. <laughs> Nikki Nuns. So Nuns was a playoff of his last name. And then his friend. And then we had a guy from Canada, which I don't remember his name because we called him Canada. And That's then, amazing. Like a guy from South Dakota. And ah, then South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> so it was quite an eclectic group. But what was so funny is um, I, I jumped in that movie, but I didn't scream. The guys screamed like little babies. That's and at amazing. one point, Nikki Nunn's like jumped in my lap like a child. <laughs> like it was, he almost, it was like on cartoons when you see a cat jump straight up, yes. like with all four legs. That's what That's I remember. Amazing. Nikki Nunn's. 
jumping up and doing. I love it. So, I mean, it was terrifying. I was just shocked to see the guys scream on such a high octave. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was almost impressed. So That's that amazing. was good. I forgot about that like, one. Are you wearing your underoos, Nikki Nuns? I don't, I don't That's know. That's a hot bitch I, noise you're making. More like a hot <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, Just my God. Kidding. So, but yeah, I have many, 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 many favorite scary movies. Um, one of the more recent ones, I guess it came out like a year ago, maybe, mm-hmm. was Hereditary. Oh, fuck Hereditary. Dude, it like- fucked me up. <laughs> now, that being said, my husband, who is a huge skeptic of anything like that, um, he can appreciate a scary movie now. I have converted him mm-hmm. officially. Um, it only took two years of watching like horror movies every day of the month of October, and now he's like hooked. So that was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but Hereditary, if you've seen it, it could have been so much better because if you watch it, if if you don't watch the last fifteen minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. it's amazing, and yes, it leaves you with so many questions. Yeah, it could have gone in so many different yes, directions. But if you watch that last fifteen minutes, it ruins absolutely mm-hmm. everything because so much of it is so far from what the storyline was leading you to. Right. Some people would say, well, this is brilliant. You know, you have no idea what's happening. Well, they had so many opportunities to kind of interweave it to where it would make sense. Right. But it was just messed up. Okay. So like in, because I'm an English teacher, but in literature, there's this concept and it's Latin. So I'm going to butcher it, like pronounce pronouncing it, but it's like Deus Ex Machina. Uh huh. So it's like yes, D E U S yeah, yeah, yeah. yes E X M A M A C H I N A, and so it translates to like God as the machine. Yes. Which means in literature, when you have a book that is going in one route, or it might have several different plots, and then at the very end, um, something happens and just is it just automatically is supposed to fix everything at the very end and it feels rushed and unnatural. Um, and it's usually just a a sign of poor writing where the writer didn't know how to end it all, um, smoothly and appropriately. So Mm -hmm. they come up with this crazy, like out of left field ending. ending. Right. And I feel like that happens in movies and that might've been kind of what happened there that Mm -hmm. you get something that feels like it's out of left field and it still doesn't quite answer all the big questions that supported the entire plot true like my husband never gives up like his game face Mm -hmm. and he was like the fuck yeah yeah what is that i had my best friend with me who grew up in the church also she grew up in a pentecostal church even oh and so while we're watching when it ended I looked at her and I was like, dude, because there, there's a part where they're like chanting some kind yes, of like yes. demonic chant, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. And I said, dude, did you feel like super guilty and almost like defensive, like religiously in that moment? She was like, yeah. And I was like, because in my mind, I was praying at the same time. She was like, no, I was praying too. She said, I was chanting in my head, Jesus, 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 like against <laughs> Against the movie's Get chant. Get down, Satan. <laughs> like, I've even, I remember before I've walked out of, um, I've walked out of like the remake of The Exorcist. There was oh, one in like 2010, 2000, yeah. somewhere around 2010. And I made it through like a third of that film and I got up and walked out because mm, I was like, I can't take it. I don't need to be in here. Yes. Like this is, I just felt it in my soul. Like this, yeah. is, there's, Evil is here, and I'm going to remove myself. <laughs> like, because I don't know, and that's probably just how I was raised. But I remember my dad telling me over and over again, 
that if you open yourself, if you make your mind available to those things, it will find you. Mm-hmm. And if you're spiritual in any sense and you believe in in God or like a goodness, then you to support to your belief, in you the, have to yep, believe in the sides. opposite. Otherwise, I agree. how can a good exist without a bad? I'm just saying, like, if you knew what your dead granddad's toes look like, you're probably an empath. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I probably need to just back up you a little bit. You probably need to back up back all, all up. that shit. Roger Rabbit, away from that you know, shit. That- <laughs> <laughs> Dad was right. You right, Dad. You right. Anyways. But so. yeah. But I love a scary movie moment. Yeah. They are good. They are fun. The adrenaline is fun. Yes. For sure. So, but those are just a few. And if you got Bay right beside you, that's fun and exciting. For sure. Or your dog. Yeah, or your dog. (laughs) That's like, I feel like that's the one moment where I can like put my independent woman guard down and be like, oh my God, I'm so scared. Hold me. Hold me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so romance movies. Ooh. Love so many romance. Yes. Now, I feel like there's multiple categories of romance movies. We've got the realistic romance movies. We have the fairy tale movies. We have the distraught <clears throat> ending, mm-hmm. just so tragic, mm-hmm. but romantic stories we've got. That didn't make any sense, but whatevs. No, I was um, following you. You know, there's so many categories of romance. And rom-com. Rom-com, yeah. yeah. I tend to still put rom-coms in comedy. Me too. But hands down, my favorite um, romance movie is a French-Belgian movie called Love Me If You Dare. Oh. My favorite. It's honest to God my favorite movie. Like, number one top movie. I've never seen it. And it's been my favorite movie since I was, like, 16. Um, So what happened was I was in Hollywood Video, and Hollywood Video would have these clearance bins at the front. Oh, I know them well. And All I would of just, my DVDs are yes. from those clearance bins. And I would go through them and pick out the indiest shit I could find and pay for it for like $3 a pop, you know. And so I happened to pick up Love Me If You Dare and I took it home. And I watched it and I fell in love with it. For one, the storyline is amazing. It's about these two little kids who grow up um, in France and they're both outsiders. Mm-hmm. So the boy is an outsider because his mom passes away. Aww. The girl is an outsider because she's Polish. And in, the, in that city, they were discriminating against Polish kids. Um, but they become friends through this little game of dare. Mm-hmm. And so they have like a little carousel tin can and the rule is if you have the tin can in your possession you can dare the other person to do anything and they have to do it so from the age of like seven until they're like 16 they go back and forth daring each other to do stupid shit and it's like stuff that gets them in trouble at school (gasps) you know like they're constantly getting kicked out of school oh my gosh (laughs) but they're both hilarious and they're both inappropriate and it's very daring you know go figure yeah um but then when they're teenagers they start they're each other's best friend yeah but it's it's that blurred line of like are you my best friend or am i romantically attracted to you yeah and so they have this moment where they kiss and one of them dares the other one to love me and the other one gets offended and says, is this a game to you or do you, do you really love me? So they have that moment and then they decide, you know what, if you, if you really love me, don't talk to me for 10 years. (gasps) And so they separate for 10 years Uh -uh. and they get other careers, whatever. 10 years later, they pick the game back up. And, and the dares become insane. Like one of the, like the girl trashes her house and trash it, like makes herself look like she's been attacked <gasps> and then calls him to come over to her house. So he shows up and as he shows up, she looks at him and she says, you've got 15 seconds. The cops are on their way. <gasps> so she had just, <laughs> <laughs> what? 
said they have these wild dares back and forth. Like he's at one point um, getting married to some other girl and she shows his best friend shows up at the wedding and nudges the tin can at his feet as he's saying his vows. Like it is wild. And I don't want to ruin the ending because the ending is so insane. And I, out of all I the movies I suggest, this, oh this is the one that I want any of our listeners, especially students, former students, this is the movie that I would want them all to watch. Aww. It is so good, and it's not just about, like, falling in love. It's also about, like, what kind of life do you want to live? Yeah. Like, do you want to live a life that is easy, or yeah. do you want to live a life that's probably a little more complicated, but, like, sure. you're going to feel like you've got every drop of your life, you got every drop out of it sure. before it was over, Yeah. You know? So that is hands down my favorite romance. I love that. Um, and it's got, I think because of the ages of the characters, it's pretty close to our, they're only maybe five years older than us. Oh, okay. So the humor is still the same. Yeah. The sarcasm is still the same. Oh. Like it's really, really good. I love that. Yeah. How about you? I have two that are at the very top of my list of a very long, 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 long list. But um, the one that. I remember both of these vividly. The one that I... But I watch both of these all the time. I don't know why I'm trying to tiptoe around it. I watch them all the time. Um, the older one would be Little Women. Oh. The 90s remake yes. with Winona Ryder. And Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Is she Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst in it? Yes. Yeah. And Susan's Randon. I just... I love Little... I just love that, that storyline. So yeah. Because it, it has so many layers. Mm -hmm. it, you know, the importance of appreciating your family while you have them. The importance yeah. of um, not being afraid to love people. Not being afraid to also be independent as well. Um, and not being afraid to be poor. Apparently, <laughs> that might be another movie. Movie, <laughs> like, lesson. I don't know. But I, it's just such a feel-good movie. And I'm partial to it because the score makes me sob. Because mm -hmm. it is so beautiful. Um, but that's, you know, if you haven't seen that, a lot of younger people haven't really seen movies like that. I yeah. just feel like it's a classic. I've said classic about 11 times in this podcast. <laughs> cool. Um, the other one that really sticks out to me is The Holiday. Yes. It's yes. such a great cast. You're Jack right. Jack Black is You're in right. it. You're right. Cameron Diaz. Um, <clears throat> Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet and Jude Law. It's just, you would never put those four people mm -hmm. together. But it's so good. And I saw this movie... At a time in my life where I was trying to decide if I wanted to break free from the guy that I've been dating forever, Richard, in college, mm -hmm. um, or if I wanted to stay with him. And mm -hmm. it felt like there were so many conditions to our relationship. And I remember sitting in the theater watching it with a bunch of my guy friends who were all, I felt, watching me the entire time. They were, like, making bets on when I would, when cry. would cry. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'll make you cry. <laughs> what about when she, when Kate Winslet's character at the Christmas party gives him a gift and he has nothing to give her and yeah. she acts like it doesn't hurt her? Yeah. That, any moment That where, is me. God, I, that's any let woman. Let me tell you, I identified so hard with Kate Winslet in that movie. Yeah. I was her. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
just sitting around and waiting for whatever was left yeah. because I felt like that was the only thing that I deserved. Yeah. And I was dead wrong, like mm-hmm. dead wrong. And I remember as soon as that movie let out, I called him and yeah. I said, we need to have a talk. And I broke up with his ass, like for Good real for after that. I so, was just talking to... Uh, it, it changed the trajectory of the way that I saw relationships. Right. I was just talking earlier this week about how I broke up with a college boyfriend after watching Revolutionary Road. Mm. Did you did you see that? And that also has Kate Winslet. She is so good. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yes. Oh, uh, it's so dark. I read the book. Too. Oh, did you? Yes. The shit was dark. Like I remember whenever I whenever I finished that movie, walked Wait. out and was like, "Yeah, is this is not." Book? I didn't read that book. I read Memorial Day. That's ah, different. Gotcha. Still Kate Winslet, but yeah. different. Yeah. No, she she and Leo are just he's in that movie, correct? Yes, it's so good. It is good. Uh, What I also love about her is she seems so personable. Yes, I saw her in an interview and she was like cracking on herself for how big her feet are. Oh my god! I guess she wears like a size eleven. Yeah, she was like, yeah, they have a really hard time dressing my feet. And I was just like, I love it. All right, okay, I love that. Yeah. All right, Kate Winslet, and of course she's in Titanic. Yeah. Which came out when we were, you know, elementary school, right? Well, like, yes, for you me, must have been. yeah, I, I mean, was I was in like fifth grade. grade, yeah, and I saw that movie like four times in the theater. Three hour, two cassette box set, honey. If I needed to let that shit out, I would put it in tape too. I wouldn't even. Mess <laughs> you wouldn't even when everyone sinks and dies. That's how morbid I am. Shit, I would just <laughs> those little the tri- the court string quartet. I was just about prime. to say when the quartet yes. is playing. When they continue that's, playing, that's real dark. Oh God! Have you been to the Titanic Museum? No. You need to go. Where is it? It's in Pigeon Forge. I felt like it was nearby. There's also one in Branson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something. Yeah, and it's been on Ghosted Ghost Adventures. Oh, see, there you go. And it's haunted. As hell yeah, that's not because of me. all those artifacts like that are from the real. Okay, when you bring ship. that bad juju home, I don't want to hear about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. Ghosts apparently don't like me. I've never had an experience. No, my so. ghost will be like coming to work with me, driving the car, Aww. making me. You know what? That actually sounds kind of nice. My own ghost. Yeah, my like, <laughs> I got a friend. Come on, Fido. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Casper looking ass. Come on, boy. <laughs> Get in here with your pace Devin yourself. Sawa, is that you? Oh my, Devin Sawa. <laughs> Devin Sawa. <laughs> God, why didn't we talk about Casper for favorite kid? That was a good one. That was like a movie along, well, Little Giants was also another really good movie. Um, but that like, end scene where they dance. Yes. At that, oh That was part of God. every young girl's sexual awakening back in Yeah, our, I was having feelings I did not understand. Like, oh, he's so cute and his hair is perfect. <laughs> it's parted straight down the middle. How Who is he? That? What is that? <laughs> What? It's so shiny. He's that can't my, be natural. He's on my copy of Teen Throb. Okay. Also, Teen who, Throb. Who made a magazine called Teen Throb? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was the name of the it's magazine. Teen Beat. Nah, Tiger dude. Beat. I'm pretty Bop. sure there was like a Throb Teen Heart magazine. Throb. Heart Throb. I don't think it was teen called Teen magazine. Throb. That sounds whatever. Let me search it while okay. I'm on my home Wi-Fi. Yes. Teen, so good. Look, Teen Heart Throb. Yeah. Okay. See. Okay, that makes sense. I just forgot the most I important wish part. I could access some of those old magazines. Yeah, and they would come would with like those huge copies. posters. Oh, they were all over my room. Teen Heartthrob. What was the other one? Beat. Yeah, Teen Beat. Tiger Beat. Bob. Tiger Beat. And you would have um, <laughs> JTT <laughs> all over. The, I I kissed his poster every night. 
JTT like, and Hanson. I feel That's like JTT would room. like come up to my navel, like height wise. He's so cute. He was so cute. He's small but mighty. You know, okay, <laughs> side note, my favorite like teen crush, Andrew Keegan. All day, yeah. every day, Andrew Keegan. I think, yeah, we touched on this previously, and I also would like to throw Joseph Gordon-Levitt into the ring, because he was real cute, and he only got cuter, I like, did, in all I didn't stuff. appreciate him back in the day, but I think he's very yeah. cute now. Yes. For sure. So, anyways. All right, back on topic. Yes, we need to do, like, a teen heartthrob episode. Just no kidding, because like I'm definitely going down Indeed. a rabbit hole with yes, Andrew Keegan. It, it's fine. So... Okay, classroom movies or movies. Okay, so the movie you would recommend to the youths to watch would be the movies for Love the children. Okay, so well, sometimes we have like uh, I don't I don't want to say downtime, but if there's ever like a moment where we use a movie to like kill time, so like you know the very end of the year or mm-hmm. something like the last week, like exam week stuff like that. Um, one of my favorites to show my students is Love is Beautiful. Or Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. So it's an Italian movie um, that came out in the 90s, and it won a bunch of awards. And the main character is actually the director. So his name is, Ro- I think it's Roberto Benini. Um, oh, yeah. And the the concept is it's during World War II, and they are in Italy, and they come in and they start arresting um, and taking away different Jewish families. Mm. So the dad of this family is a jokester. And so the movie starts out, you see him courting the woman that he's going to eventually marry. Aww. And he wins her over with his goofy humor. Yeah. And um, so he is Jewish. She is not. So they get married a couple of years later. They have a son. He's like four. And he's the dad is constantly a joker. I mean, the movie in the first 30 minutes is straight comedy, yeah. like slapstick comedy. Um, and the kids are always, they kind of push back on it because they don't like to watch anything with subtitles. Yeah. But after about 10 minutes, they're already roped in because the guy is so funny. Um, so anyway, fast forward, the uh, Nazis come in and they arrest him and his family and they Mm. take the dad and the son and put him in, they put him in one section of the camp and then take the wife, put her in another section of the camp. The son's only four years old. So the father decides to explain to his son what's going on. He explains to him that all of this is just a big game and it's a very, very fun game. Oh my God. And the way that you win the game is to be very, very quiet and to follow all the rules and for instance, um, one rule is when you're sad and you want to cry for your mom, you cannot cry. Oh. And if you go the whole day without crying, you get 20 points. And so oh. the, the the purpose of the game is to get the most amount of points. And whoever has the most amount of points at the end of the game gets to win a huge tank. So throughout the movie, you see the dad is obviously, you know, abused. And they're hiding the son in the dad's section, like mm. in his bunk section, you know, because he's supposed to be with all the other children. Yeah. But he doesn't want to, so they hide him. So the dad has to come up with all these rules, like, you've got to be extra quiet. You have to hide. Um, don't ask for food. Mm. And every time the Nazi soldiers come in and they yell in German, the son asks, 
oh, what did they, what did they say? And the dad will translate and make up stuff. And he's like, oh, he said that he just came in here and wanted to do a quick point check and see who has the most points. And was it still the little boy in here who has the most points? Because that's what they're keeping track of. And so it's this constant game that the dad is using that keeps that boy alive. Oh my God. And so the movie ends with them being saved by um, U.S. soldiers and the tank comes in to, to kind of show them that, you know, we're here, we're here to rescue you. And that's when the boy realizes the game is over. I've won because there's the tank that my dad told me about. Oh my God. Um, so the whole movie, you go back and forth between like wanting to laugh because of the silly shit the dad is doing. Yeah. And then you want to cry because you also know that like he is exhausted as hell. You know, he's terrified, but he's doing everything he can to make his child laugh the whole time. So I always show it to my students. I've done this for like the past four years. And they always bitch about it when we first started. And then by the time we finish it, half the classroom is crying. They're crying. Yes. And they're like, why did you show us that? And I said, well, do do you not, did you not like it? And they're like, it was beautiful. (laughs) And I was like, I know. Yeah. But you needed to be broken. So... I needed to break you. I needed you to see what real struggles are so that yeah. you will stop complaining oh about your God. Wi-Fi or yeah. <laughs> your cell phone. You know what I mean? Like, remember that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I think that it's just such a perfect example of, like, look at look at the positivity this man could manifest even in, in the darkest of times. dark times. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Which kind of goes along with this podcast. Yeah. You know, like, laugh as much as you yeah. can. Indeed. So, which that is the most dire example I could think of. But um, I, that is one of my favorites for showing my students. Wow. I wish, I've got one more, but what's one that you came up with? Oh, my gosh. Well, mine pales in comparison to that because I feel like um, the one that we would never be allowed to show this because of the rating, but um, I, I have two. One of them is called One Day with Anne Hathaway and Jim Sturgis, and mm-hmm. it's basically about... Um, these friends who meet the day, well, they're friends because they meet on the day of their graduation, um, of college. And it seems that every year they run into each other, like on the same day. And some days they'll like go out and have a great day. Some days they will, um, you know, be two totally different people than they were when they first met. Um, they go through basically the ebbs and flow of, of like flow, ebbs and flows, whatever, <laughs> um, of their normal daily life. Um, and, and it's basically all culminating to, are they going to end up together or not? They're clearly meant to be, they're clearly in love with one another, but they go on to have different relationships and breakups and mm. jobs and they move and drug problems and like health problems and all these things. And they finally get together and tragedy strikes. And so it's, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's one of those like gut wrenching tragic stories, but it, to me, it, first of all, I think that a good cry is cleansing every now and then. And second of all, I feel like it's important for you to realize that, it's okay to have people in your life for a season. And it's, 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 you know, it's not always the end of the world if you're not around them or you're not with them or, um, you know, Mm -hmm. or if you're not friends with them. I remember very vividly one of my best friends in high school, they had signed my yearbook 
And I just knew that all of us were going to be friends forever and ever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. That was not the case. We were friends for maybe four more years and now we don't talk. Yeah. And so he, he was like, no, we're not going to ever hang out like after college, probably Mm -hmm. like, that's just what people do. And I was like, what? But yeah, like paralleled with like a movie like this, like, no, you, you may run into each other, but it's not always going to (coughs) be. Like, sunshine and roses and yeah. all that. It's a very realistic movie. And I think that, you know, mm-hmm. it, again... That is a good lesson Any movie learn. that I would want to share with them, it would be like, get your head out of your ass. Like, yeah. it's not all about you. Sometimes other people are going through things, too. And it, it yeah. what they're going through has nothing to do with you. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do with, you know, the way that they feel about you or what's going to affect you because it's not all about you, you know, Right. because there's other things going on in the world. So that was one. And then the other one would be, um, eighth grade, which is fairly recent, probably within the last year or two. Um, first of all, Bo Burnham, who is hilarious, mm-hmm. um, directed and like wrote and everything for this movie, but it's about a little girl who has a, her own YouTube channel. It's very current. She has her own YouTube <laughs> channel. And she records these little videos of herself giving people advice and, like, self-confidence tips and how to make friends at school and, you know, how to pose in a good photo and mm. and all of these cute little videos. And she's got tons and tons of videos on her channel but in real life, she is a mouse. She is very closed up. She only has her dad. She doesn't have a mom. I don't remember if she's just not in the picture or if she passed away. But um, she doesn't have any friends. And it's actually really, really sad to see mm-hmm. that uh, what she's putting out there is not at all who she actually is. And it's basically like her trying to um, put out there and manifest who she really wants to be. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know how to make that happen in real life. And so the whole movie is about her um, coming to terms with with who she is. And she gives up at one point And then she, like, reads something that she wrote to herself in sixth grade. And it kind of motivates her again. And she runs into trouble because she's hanging out with older kids. And mm-hmm. there's, there's just some things. Um, all of it goes back to, like, the choices that you make will make you. And, um... You know, you can be whoever you want. You don't have to be what everybody expects you to be type of thing. So, but that was a good one. That does sound good. I need to check that out. What did you say it was on? Eighth grade. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, like, what was it on um, Netflix? Amazon. Okay, gotcha. I know it's on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. Cool. Well, I think that's all we have. I think we went through childhood, comedy, romance, classroom movies, and scary movies. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of information, and I think yeah. that this is longer than we anticipated. But right, well, before we info. cut off, though, we've got our favorite recent movie. I feel like we need to put that in another one, though. Like a whole another one, a whole other one, a bonus episode, bonus episode. Yeah, done. I think that that'll be good. I'm sold. So we'll have two episodes this week, kids, because yeah. we don't know brevity. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, okay. So, you know, especially for our students who are listening, yeah. former students, current students, because we know some of y'all are peeping this. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely go and, you know, grab a few of these movies and check them out because yeah. these are not movies that we are suggesting like from the teacher point of view, honestly. Yeah. These are movies, a, a more, majority of these, uh, like I was looking at the dates on mine, they're all picked out from the age of like 16 to 19 for me. Yeah. So, I mean, they're pretty indicative of like my life and my attitude at a similar spot where you guys are right now. So definitely check them out because I think you would enjoy them. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's no appropriate time for us to watch them in class. Otherwise, I would show them to you because, I mean, it's a great medium. Yeah. You know, like it truly is. If there was a way that we could legally get around it, um, mm-hmm. there's so much stock in film these days. Like if we yeah. had a true, if we had like a genuine film course yeah. at school, it would be amazing. The yeah. things that we could do with it. It's true. Um, but anyway... That's all we've got for you guys today in terms of film. Yeah. Hope you liked it. Hope you found something that you might want to check out this weekend with some of your friends. Yep. So, and I feel like this, after we end this, I'm going to think of a thousand more that I could talk about. for sure. So if we come up with more, we'll just do another episode. Yeah. You guys just let us know. But yeah, we'll be sure to put all of the movies we discussed in the description Uh so that you guys can have those written down for you and check them out yeah let us know what you think yes so have a great week don't forget to subscribe no matter what platform you're following us on and leave a review hey guys so we'll see you next time bye bye